0: The text that calls for our attention this night is that fifth petition of the Lord's prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, and also our reading from Matthew 18, uh, where we find this detail. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As if a father losing a son was not bad enough, he literally had watched him die before his eyes. His eyes would never forget the injuries and the bloodshed that he saw there at the scene of the crime. And I say the scene of the crime because his son had played no role in his own death. He had done nothing wrong. It was those murderers who had caused this. Now, of course, it was not their intention to kill his son, but they had done just that. Their reckless action had been the very cause of his death. They had thought only of themselves, and now his son was dead. He suffered and died because of their desire to have a good time. That father agreed on one day to speak to those who were interested about exactly what had happened. One inquisitive person finally asked him, So is there anything you would like to say to those who caused this tragedy? There was a dramatic pause. How would this man respond? Would he break forth in anger, perhaps cursing the choices that those murderers had made? Would he break down, sobbing and crying, asking for more time to think about what had occurred, or would he refuse the question altogether, not even wanting to make mention of those who had done this thing to his son? So what did he say? Well, this is what he said, I want to tell them exactly how I feel about them. The crowd braced. They were reckless, he said. They killed my son. I saw his wounds with my own eyes. And I want them to know this. I forgive them. I love them. And I don't want them to live the rest of their life buried underneath the guilt of their actions. Could you imagine the father of a sin or of a son killed by two drunks speaking this word? to those who had recklessly got into their car to drive when they were well aware they could barely walk. Can you imagine a father speaking these words of a son who was killed by two careless men who had fired off their weapons for nothing more than the thrill of it in a space where his son was playing nearby in a playground? Could he speak it to those who pulled the trigger? Can you imagine a father of a son who was framed for crimes he did not commit, who was sentenced, and then was put to death in a particularly cruel way, saying this to the ones who had set all of this into motion? Well, at least in the third case, you should be able to imagine such a thing, for it has happened. And you should know that those father's words that we heard before are not just aimed at some uniquely reckless idiot who did something particularly unthinkable. No, in this case, those words we heard of the father are aimed at each one of us. For we are the reason that that father had to watch as his son was framed before Pontius Pilate. You are the reason he was sentenced to hang in shame outside the city wall. I am the reason that he was injured beyond recognition and bled without belief. It was your reckless actions It was your selfish sins. It was all because you just wanted to have a good time. The Father has every right to be angry at us, to even curse the day that we were born. The Father has every right to break down in sorrow at the tragedy of what has happened to his perfect world. The Father has every right to never mention your name again. But he did not. And thanks be literally to God our Father that he did not. Instead, he forgave our sins. He tells us that he loves us. He tells us that he doesn't want us to live with the guilt of our sins, weighing us down each day of our lives. No, quite to the contrary, he wants you to be free of the guilt of your sins in order that you might live with him in that freedom every day in his house, both now and forever. Let me ask you a question. Having received such outstanding forgiveness from your heavenly father on account of the son, I have to ask you, Isn't it time that you forgave your spouse for that thing they did that hurt you? Or will you just receive God's wondrous forgiveness but then turn to your spouse and continue to hold their sins against them? Isn't it time you forgave that family member for that thing that happened so long ago? or will you just continue to gather here to hear about how your trespasses have been forgiven but then turn to them and make sure that their trespasses are remembered every day and every way is it not time that you finally reconciled with that friend of yours who did that thing that wrecked that wrecked you internally Or will you simply receive God's gracious invitation to live with him at peace, but then turn to your friend and offer them no such place of peace in which they can dwell with you? You see, sometimes when we are hurt, particularly badly by another, we can think in our hearts and sometimes even utter with our mouths, well, surely God would understand that I just can't forgive them. But that statement is quite wrong. You see, quite literally, God cannot understand that because he never does it. When sin is confessed, he forgives every time. And so he does not understand when his children do not forgive also. Oh, he understands the pain that can be caused by betrayal. He understands the torture of watching someone he loves being injured and suffering. He understands the shame that sins can cause. He gets that being sinned against hurts, but he always forgives. It is all he knows how to do when sin is confessed. And he expects that of us, his children. Oh, he understands that according to our sinful nature, we by nature do not offer forgiveness as freely as he does. But that is why he took action. That is why he drowned that old sinful nature within you in baptism. Baptism. And daily, through confession and forgiveness, raises up in you a new man or a new woman that rejoices in the reconciliation that forgiveness can bring. He calls us to walk in that newness of life that he has given us by sharing the forgiveness he gives with one another. That parable we read tonight is one that Jesus spoke And it is quite clear. You have been forgiven a huge debt by your heavenly Father. You have been forgiven that tremendous debt which you built up by each sin you committed. You don't have to pay it back. God has relieved it. That debt is gone forever. And that's the best news that anyone can hear. But then if you decide you will turn to those who have smaller debts they have accrued against you, and trust me, in the Bible, all those debts are considered smaller than killing the only begotten Son of God, if you turn to them and demand they pay back their debt through wallowing at your feet, through the shedding of tears to prove repentance or through long periods of time, Well, know this. Your father does not understand. It's not what he did for you. In fact, the parable is quite clear that if we go on doing this, the Father will withdraw his forgiveness from us. Jesus says, My heavenly Father will do this, namely, remember or remove his forgiveness to every one of you. If you do not forgive your brother from your heart. So take seriously this warning. Take it so seriously that tonight you fall on your knees again and beg God for mercy, understanding how many times you have not extended forgiveness as you should. For if you will fall before him, he will forgive you again. He has promised to do so. He has promised to forgive you tonight and send you forth not with just Enough forgiveness or mercy to cover that one sin or two sins or multiple sins that you're thinking of, but with enough forgiveness and mercy to share with all of those who have sinned against you, especially those who perhaps came into your mind this night as you heard this sermon. God forgives, and He forgives with great measure, He forgives freely. And he kills the part of us that does not want to do so. And tonight again, he raises us up with a desire for reconciliation and a desire that forgiveness might be lived out between one another. Praise be to Jesus for his boundless mercy. Amen.